0: Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward.
1: Thanks. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Car Chat podcast. I'm here today, or Sam's here today. I'm <laughs> Sam, and Sam. It's
2: very confusing. S- through
0: glass is uh, is here today as well. We're in the uh, the room with the lovely curtains, beautiful um, curtains. Actually, for those that are, uh, an audio format, um, is yeah, there a link to those? Is there a lovely. discount
2: code for those curtains?
0: Uh, yeah. So, well, there if I be. could change them, I. I I would. And if someone wanted them, I would give them to them. Okay. Um, but I don't really.
2: But it's not an endorsement. They're not, you're not promoting these curtains. These we've... are
0: not Porsche branded. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> they're the kind of material that I would put on the seats of my own Porsche. I got to be honest.
0: Yeah. You know what? That's that is the kind a, that's of vibe i That's the thing people are, people are going after. Yeah. 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 I'm all for it. <laughs> so I was having a look back. Oh, can, for the Can you, for the people that have blah, 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 not come across you before, sure. can you give a two-second, here you, you are, what you do?
2: Yeah, hi. Uh, Sam, Seen Through Glass. Um, very bad YouTuber, producing videos that are a dodgy whip <laughs> off of Top Gear of old. I tend to say it's adventures with cars. I am not a journalist. I do not pretend to be a journalist. I am just out there living my best life and making videos about it.
0: Do you think... That you are straying into journalism. well wait for it. Mm. Because you do and kind of like in you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Behind the glass. Um, and you cover a lot of news topics.
2: Yeah, but 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 the point of our podcast is it is pub chat. You know, it it's yeah. spawned because me and this guy Tony is a used car dealer from from it's really I really undersell him when I say that. He's a used car dealer. He's an entrepreneur. He's a business owner, but he sells cars Uh, from Kent. Uh, We were having these long conversations on the phone and WhatsApp about cars. And we thought, well, let's just record this. So we don't come at it from like a super informed, intellectual, thought provoking kind of way. It's supposed to be, yeah, just chat. And it's the same with my videos. I do review cars. So I can't say like I'm not a journalist. I do review cars. But again, it's more just like general observations or opinions, I'm never there to tell you, oh, it understeers at 30 miles an hour because I just don't know. Like, I, like, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you if it understeers at 30 miles an hour. But what I can tell you is how that car makes me feel. If that means that I'm crossing the line or blurring the lines between YouTuber, vlogger, journalist, fine, i like, put my hands up to it. But I definitely don't set out to, yeah, to review product, to be like a journalist. I don't, yeah, you've asked me a really good question that I don't have the answer to.
0: It's an interesting, because I've been thinking about the same thing recently, of like, you know, who am I? The deeper questions. <laughs> what of life. are we doing? Oh, yeah. what the is the point? You know, all that. But um, you do go, okay, I do talk about a lot of stuff. I don't know. I have opinions. Mm. Whether they're valid or not, that's for other people to decide. But, mm. and then you're like, I think I'm straying a little bit. Let's interview people about cars and whatnot and yeah. all that malarkey. But I don't know. I definitely, I, th- I think I'm think i a lot further away from that. In my head anyway.
2: Is it because we haven't actually formally trained in journalism that we feel like we couldn't, we can't call ourselves journalists? I don't want to call myself a journalist, but is that what it yeah, is? Or or also, like, I'm
0: not employed by a publishing house yeah. or uh, anything. And that, I think that's an element of it as well. Like, if you're, if you were writing for a magazine, like Autocar or something, you're like, well, I am a car journalist, like. Sure. Because there's a column at the beginning of the magazine <laughs> that says my name and says journalist.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, but then again, so two two questions to throw back at you. What do you call yourself? And then secondly, what if Autocar approached you and said off the back of the podcast, we'd love you to have a column in the magazine? Would you do that?
0: Well, I call myself Sam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your prefer? Are you a podcaster uh, these days? I, I, think
0: I'm a, I think I'm a podcaster no. these days. Um, podcaster photographer, quasi-tiny, tiny little influencer possibly in there. And I only say that because sometimes people pay me to do things, which is brilliant. Um, generally, I don't try and mix too much. If, if I'm getting paid, I'm. it's kind of obvious that I'm getting paid. And it's normally, these days for me, it's like photography or it's a mix of the, the whole blend. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So there's not one... I don't have one thing.
2: Yeah, you're spread across many things.
0: Sometimes they get introduced, and this does my head in. I, I wonder if you've had this. Um, and they say, hi, hi, so-and-so. This is Sam. This this works very well. Um, Sam, for me, they go, Sam had an F, a blue F40. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure this is relevant to the conversation. And I don't think... I think that doesn't say... But, to me, that's not like oh, oh, oh great, cool. That says everything about me and everything I do in my life.
2: So do you, I am assuming that this is the same for hi. This is um, Jennifer Anderson. She was in Friends. Do you not think she goes oh, cut like because yeah, it's worse than that though. It's way worse. Like it's way, way worse. You you
0: can't. It, it'd be like hi. This is Jennifer Anderson. She. Once owned, once an apartment something Manhattan. dress or yeah, whatever. yeah. No, and you're like, <laughs> like,
2: it's really bad, and <laughs> like, it really doesn't portray who you are. But as a way to within our sphere and world, where a lot of people are identified by their handles, no, by no. a video or by a car that they've owned, people maybe assume incorrectly that the best way to identify you to somebody else is is the blue F40. Yeah. When you're right, it's actually a ridiculous way to to yeah, explain who or what you are and quite because you get
0: really weird response No, you get quite if you imagine what's the response. So someone let's say someone introduces me like that and I'm like uh, Yeah. I mean, okay, cool. cool and then story. and then the other person is like, if there's kind of normal, they're also like, so?
2: Yeah. How's that relevant?
0: Not really relevant, like, cool car but so what
2: cool story I guess yeah there's a certain and actually if the person goes oh wow I almost don't want to talk to that person do you know <laughs> I mean? like if they go hi this is Sam from Scene Through Glass he owns the Ferrari 360 or like he has yeah. it if and then they, what if they said oh yeah you're that Ferrari guy yeah that happens a lot what, how does that how do I'm you feel like, about yeah, that yeah Okay, so actually I'll tell you what the more telling thing is. What happens when somebody says to you, What car do you own? What cars do yeah. you own? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, one yeah, yeah. so it happens a lot to me, especially people who don't know what I do for a living. And they're Which one has out. to
0: assume is everyone.
2: I always assume is everyone. Uh, my wife really gets cross because people come up sometimes, very rarely, and go, Hey, you're uh you're that um you're and I'm like Hmm? They go, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, do you? <laughs> do you? I will never say. <laughs> no. uh, you might recognize me from such hits as a bird poos on me and priceless Ferrari. Uh, but no. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I. If someone says, oh, oh wow, so, so what cars do you own? I always say, oh, uh, BMW X3.
0: <laughs> That's the move. That I, just,
2: I never, ever say the other stuff. Do you, does it depend on the situation though? Very rarely. Even if I'm in like, Goodwood Goodwood members meeting. Like, really, it's very rare that I will talk about the sporty stuff. I say so I get the opportunity to drive loads of things, but I just never feel the need to go in with. Okay, if I'm in Maranello talking to a Ferrari factory test driver, yeah. I'm probably going to lead with the with the, the 360. Porsche, right? <laughs> 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 probably going to lead with the 360. But in most non-car situations, but even in some car circles, I'm still quite hesitant to reveal what I have because I just, I don't know maybe that, it
0: feels weird, it feels weird especially if you're like depending on who you're talking to we went to a wine tasting the other day and we, for some reason we had to sit down on a table with like six other people I did not plan on this, I just kind of wanted to go drink some wine with my wife and have a chat and like have a break from life Yeah, And, and everyone's like, oh you know, talking about what you do, blah 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 and someone was talking about some eco stuff. And then um, they're like, immediately they're like, oh, you're a car person. And like, how many cars do you have? Oh, oh. And you're like, oh, this is a bad, this is not. I don't, <laughs> like, Am I just going to lie to you or am I going to tell you the right answer and you're going to be very confused? So I'm, I told them the right answer at the time and, um, and they're just looking at you like, Yeah. Why do you need five cars? And you're like, I don't.
2: There's literally there's no 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 way to justify it. And then also, if you say that you're a car person and you're into cars and you're in cars, you can get the flip, which is the other person who is into cars, but not at the level that we have to be because of our jobs.
0: Serious geekiness. Yeah. So
2: you know, for example, I walked up at our podcast the other day, and I was in a McLaren Artura. Nice. Yeah, very nice. And there's a guy gets out of a van. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I like this. And I immediately like, oh, it's not mine. It's not mine. Like I just, I, I've been lent it. <laughs> Stole he it. He goes, oh, all well, right. That's not too bad, is it? What are you doing with it? So I, I just take photos. Just, you know, uh, I don't take any photos by the way. But it's the easier way. I'm not going to say I make a YouTube <laughs> video. You take photos. Well, I mean, on my iPhone. Uh, anyway, so then he starts telling me that he's got an M4, and he's done a few track days at Silverstone and Browns nice. Hatch, and there's some really good track day experiences that you can do and and I just don't want to be that guy who says yeah cool cool well, last time I was at Silverstone actually I was with Nico Hulkenberg like <laughs> you don't know, like Generally, do so I'm just like i going oh wow I'll oh, cool you yeah, I'll check he's like oh do you want me to give you a card like I know and I'm like so it's re- it's really hard I think to not come, but maybe we're too don't British. Don't be a dick. I think we're I think too just British. just don't be a
0: dick. Yeah, we are, that's it. It's also, we cause... should
2: just dive in with the, yeah, we've got 55 cars and we're super successful. We've got millions of followers <laughs> and I've driven everything and, <laughs> but you like, you, I, that makes me feel sick. The thought of yeah. saying that gives me the heebie-jeebies and I think it is, I think we're too British. I think if we were Americans, we would celebrate our successes more because they are successes. The yeah. fact that we've, being able to buy these cars, own these cars, have the experiences we've had, create these businesses for ourselves. Like that should be applauded, but I, I hide it <laughs> to yeah. the maximum of my capabilities.
0: I had this this morning. So I was at Porsche Silverstone okay, driving a car, as you do. I mean, why else would you be there? Sure. The Experience center. And the person, your instructor for the morning comes out and goes, hi, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. He's a good player there. Um, and even what's your name and then like you know what do you want to do today I don't know drive some cars <laughs> yeah. uh, learn something have some fun sure. that's about it really I don't, I don't really care much other than that and then then they have this this conundrum because you're like in theory let's just say you I don't know you were American Americans are very good at this you'd go at the start of the day right I'm just going to give you a car car driving whatever history which is all the information you actually need to know yep. and then we can move on with our day and we're good whereas I'm like yeah it's like, have you been here Come before I was like yeah
2: so honestly let me ask you a question because I did this did you pretend at any stage that you hadn't driven a car that you had already driven or that something was new to you that you already knew about
0: okay I do this I, don't, <laughs> I didn't I didn't actually do this today okay but I've done that on test Yeah, not necessarily new but I'll, I'll if you're stuck in a car with someone for 30 minutes or whatever testing your car you like, i've got to have some got to have some chat some conversation and generally with let's say porsches i'll ask them about some really nerdy whatever feature etc i probably know the answer sure <laughs> but i'm going to ask them about it cuz it's something to
2: talk about yeah. and they can talk uh, uh, that so at uh, the it, same thing. Any of those experience centers or you're going somewhere and they're just doing a job. And I'm sure 99% of the people they get in, they're driving these cars for the first time and they'll sit you and I, I just don't want to ruin their flow. No. I don't want to be like, I got it, bro. Like, I don't want to be that guy who goes, uh, watch this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then just send it <laughs> off
2: the track. <laughs> Literally. So I just let them spiel. And I'm like, wow, cool. That's traction control. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> <You actually do laughs> Genuinely, I pretend like I'm clueless. And they're like, oh, have you driven a Porsche before? And I'm like, yeah. 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 I don't remember it, though. Okay, bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't go to that level. Because <laughs> then that sort of thing, you, you go out and drive, and they, they can pick up very quickly whether you have a clue. I guess. Well, not, the... not
2: with me. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. They can. They can pick up very quickly whether you have a clue or not. Um, <laughs> they're
2: like, God, this guy is really, he'll never get a sports car. <laughs>
0: but it was... So, I was meant to be driving a GTS. Uh, I ended up driving a Carrera S. Okay, nice. Um, And actually, before that, I thought, oh, I'd quite like a 992 GTS. And I've decided I don't. I, I'm going, I think this is partly because of the other car that's parked outside. Sure. But I think I'm either like, now I'm kind of like hardcore or luxe almost. Mm-hmm. Buying a, a base 11, 911 is not a luxe car in that sense but for me on the for my road driving actually something like a C2S makes a lot more sense
2: you know the genuine I think pick of the bunch actually this is a lie but this is where it gets interesting I drove the famous base uh, 911 the base 911 Carrera last Uh, year 911
0: drive Um, basic 911 you went to the Alps or something well
2: done yes Uh, went to Austria start last year so I must have done 1500 miles in it or 2000 miles or something like that Austrian back good going. it was great going and I had previously been a bit of a 992 hate is a really strong word but I was like I don't get it it's like a Bentley like is this a Porsche like what it's like too big it's too comfortable what's this
0: cup holder in this, the middle oh don't
2: get me started on that it can't be that comfortable like you know and I absolutely loved it like it was just such a great experience and the, my Carrera T, my old Carrera T, had a similar characteristic, which is kind of back to basics, pure, not analogue at all, but, you know, that just kind of simple driving pleasure thing. And at the time, I said, oh, they really needed to do a manual, and I would have liked it if they'd done a couple of the options. Yeah, But actually, maybe that's why it was so special, because it was just a sort of real box-fresh 911 Carrera. The Carrera T, the new Carrera T, apparently hasn't got the charm of the old one, but I literally was with the guys from the Why Octane not? collection yesterday who took a car, Carrera T to a big drifting day in Nürburgring and said it was amazing. So it was awesome. They absolutely loved it.
0: Well, the, the, all of the, all of those cars are all a selection of options, yeah. basically, yeah, that you can spec. So there's no reason. This is where I think it gets in the sort of journalistic. If you read a, a magazine or whatever, They'll often tell you that the base, base, nothing on it is the best. I think it's the best value. Sure. But if you're specking a car, for me, there's other things. Like it's definitely the best value because you get all of the car, you get basically everything,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but without paying any extras. And the extras are always very expensive. It's very easy to whack on 25 grand onto a 911, like super easy. But what extras do you put on? I think the min- There's things I have to put, I have to put on.
2: Well, but then if you're doing 911 Carrera Plus options, then you should get the S. Do you know what I mean? Like or, or the T, because I, I think the the base 911 Carrera only makes sense without anything. Like this the, the, the because the mini- even
0: like a, a Bose stereo.
2: Okay, so this is what is fascinating, and I, I, sh- you know, I actually thought the sound system was good enough. Yeah. Because it's so sound dampened that car, the cabin is quiet that I never found an issue. with And I listened to a lot of music, a lot of podcasts. Very happy. The bass lights absolutely fine. Didn't yeah, need yeah, yeah. PDLs and blah blah. Sports Chrono or whatever didn't miss it. I don't think you can have it on a 911 Carrera, can you? I think the anyway, but don't it, know. It's just that thing where because of price, the minute you start adding stuff and the minute you start getting close to a Carrera S, you might as well. Have the, it's only going to be five grand more and, and financing and everything and resale value the S is always going to hold its value more than a 911 Carrera so, but I would have the T I would have the T if I was going to start putting options I'd have the T
0: And then, but then let's say you you look at the Carrera and you go well I would have like a couple of things so yeah. I might as well get the S Yeah. then you start looking at S's and you're like well I've got to have real wheel steering because you've yeah. got to have real wheel steering yeah. and then you start looking at a few other bits and you're like but I should Martin probably just the It's an incredible slippery mm-hmm. slope.
2: Yeah. I think fundamentally, the simple answer is, if you want the ultimate or a well-specced 911 road car, the GTS is your simple answer. If you're looking to save money or reduce some of the options, then, then yeah, go lower.
0: But I would get the GTS without the GTS suspension. Personally. Just for me. Now,
3: Mm.
2: No, no, fair. So you would basically get an S yeah. specced up to a GTS except the drop in the suspension.
0: Yeah, and I'd have the noise insulating windows.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, a fair. Hey, a great car. But, but you, I, it, I'd have the T. Yeah. I'd have
0: the T. The T is... The
2: 911 Carrera with the manual gearbox. It's is it, the, has ba- it got rear wheel steering or anything like you that? Can, yeah, you can do all the, all the funny bits. So it's... In that video that I made... A year or so ago, I complained. I was like, they don't, you should be having manuscripts. It's because they were waiting for the tea. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know,
2: there's a very clever <laughs> uh, portion. But yeah, that that's, yeah, if I didn't have a GT3, I'd be very tempted by a tea. Let's talk about
0: the GT3. Oh, please. So, you last on the podcast, Feb 21. That's, that's setting the. Okay. All sorts that's happened since mm. then. One of which is you've got a GT3.
2: Quite mad, right?
0: How is that? journey
2: beat. How did that come about? Did that come about? <laughs> Who did um, you talk a, to? A lot of Porsche forms have been asking. How? <laughs> um, Yeah, so I think, I don't know if I'd driven that the car. I'd driven a 992 GT3 last time we did one of these. But anyway, yeah, always loved it. The moment I drove it. Uh, basically bugged my dealer from from day one. Even when the car launches, I'll have one. They were like, oh, good luck. And then I drove one I said, no, I really want one. Bugged them, bugged them, bugged them. They kept saying, look, unlikely, unlikely, unlikely. And then kind of all went a bit quiet. And I just randomly put up an Instagram story being like, I still really want one of these. And I uh, got an email that night from the dealer principal saying, oh, I didn't realize you wanted a wing car. I thought you just wanted a Touring. Like, if you want a wing um, car, I can, I got a slot for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, and, and it was great, you know, like, I I had Spectre car from new prior, I Jaguar F-Type, but... There was something different about specking a Porsche, specking a GT three. Like it felt like a super unique and pretty amazing experience, and I tried to really like savor it. We didn't know for certain that I was going to get a paint to sample slot. You know that yeah. that sort of uh, held back until a little bit later, further down the line, where they confirmed that or not. But yeah, got a call saying, yeah, we can give you a paint sample slot if you want it. But if you do, you need to lock in the spec next week. Um, so I went through that. a rush on that one. Yeah, a bit of a rush, but I kind of half knew. Yeah, well, what we've I was gonna do. it, like, yeah, like <laughs> they said that you might get one, so therefore yeah. it's worth considering. So we went back and forth a couple of times, but no, pretty much locked that in. And then the car actually came a lot earlier than it was expected. It was not supposed to be here till kind of about now, March, March, April oh, wow. time, uh, and it got got bought forward. Um, a couple of delays right at the end, but anyway, turned up in arrived in the UK in December, and I actually collected it early January. Um, and yeah, I mean. I was just a bit mad. I still sort of half-pinched myself that it's mine. I uh, I broke it in. I drove it back down to Austria the same trip I did in the 911 Carrera to sort of yeah break it in. And that was at the end of January and I haven't actually touched it since. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been really weird. The last 10 days I've started to drive it again because I just haven't been around. Um, and I'm about to set off literally tomorrow morning. I set off on a whole load of adventures in it. So I think... Yeah, it'll get two, 3,000 more miles on it very quickly, um, which I'm excited to do because I feel like I haven't bonded with it yet.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like you I need a good road trip.
2: Yeah, I know what it's about. I enjoy it a lot. I love the idea of it. I love the way it looks. I love everything, but I haven't got that like firm bond yet, which will come with miles and time. So I'm just excited to get like get back out in it and see it in the sunlight. I actually haven't seen it in the sunshine yet because this country is a dump. So um, <laughs> yeah, that I'm excited to see.
0: So was that and that was so doing the same trip. Mhm. Did you go down to one of the ice drives? It was it thing?
2: was theoretically GP ice race which which is a, a Porsche affiliated event but but not a Porsche event that hasn't been able to happen for 3 years now for various reasons.
0: No snow. Uh maybe this maybe
2: year was no snow. The year before 2 years before COVID. Yeah, so right, this year yeah. got cancelled super last minute but weirdly Porsche were doing the 911 Dakar drives at the same place. They sent oh, nice. me an email saying, well, if you're still going, you can drive the Dakar. I was like, oh, I'll still go.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, so, so literally the exact same trip, um, which is kind of interesting, but less snow. I couldn't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the differences or the, what, the GT3 is quite a horrible motorway cruiser. <laughs> I underestimated that, because yeah. obviously in the UK, we're sitting most motorways are like 65, 70, because traffic is everywhere, so that's a like 3,000, just under 3,000 RPM on the GT, 992 GT3, whilst in Europe, okay, fine, in France, I thought that you are like 80-odd, and then I went through a whole load of autobahn stretches, my God, I'm ah! like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, take a breather car. Um, is your car manual or PDK? Manual, yeah, manual. I I prefer the looks of the winged 992. I actually think the touring 992 is a touch too aggressive. It's not as pretty as I think the old shape was, but I I spec it like a touring. So it's got the comfy seats. It's got the manual gearbox, uh, no roll cage. I've got Turbo S P- P0 tires on there, like not even courses, nothing. So yeah, it's a very comfy road spec. Nice theoretically <laughs> <laughs> it is nice but it may be a bit weird taking a car that's yeah really designed for the track and, and but it's not it it's
0: designed as a road car first track you. car second thank RS you. is track car first road second I
2: appreciate you saying that hopefully a lot of people online will So, so what? no because I a lot of I'd, I honestly, comment section is the last thing ever on my mind. But it's interesting to see a lot of people who say, like, what a weird spec for GT3. Like, I think it's like, quite normal. You should have just got a Touring. And I'm like, well, well, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and also, this is the exact same car. It just has a wing on the back. Yeah. So, if I took the wing
0: off,
3: it it's it would a touring. be a Touring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I've, I've suggested various times on the internet or whatever that I might things I've considered with my RS is getting rid of the cage, um, and, and I've always wanted to have one folding bucket, bucket one folding bucket seat, um, which would make using the backspace so much easier, yeah. and like to miss out on having the harnesses, because it's the only real reason why a cage, other than okay, it stiffens the car, I've not driven one with and without a cage, um, to tell whether you really, I'm sure you
2: can notice. 992 you can definitely notice. Um, i, I drove i drove them back to back a caged car and a non-caged car that's quite interesting mm. i was actually i actually freaked myself out because Porsche lent me a fully wing cage cup two like everything and i drove it for a few days and i was like oh my god this is i don't want this car like this is my wife was like what what have you bought like she was fuming the dog wouldn't sit in it freaked out by all the noises and i was like this is just too much and then to be fair i drove a touring uh, but as we know it's an identical car and was immediately like thank god manual touring so it was a PDK car um, cage cup twos and then I drove a touring manual P0 courses and I was like why is this so much softer like why is this so much more support? like what is going on oh, tyres tyres was a big big factor Sidewalls apparently a little bit softer I think, it's
0: quite, I think it's a huge factor yeah
2: so that piston heads did a whole piece on it as well and then and then Porsche said was, the cage does really does make a difference on a UK road, on a Jubilee, Jubilee UK road, jobbly, bumpy. Uh, um, so yeah, so, so I, I think you would, I think you would notice the difference.
0: Um, I don't know, I just love to have the space. Yeah. Like,
2: Why would you do that? It's
0: an RS. You yeah, need know, the rigidity. Like, leg- leg- the wing off as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: people have done that a lot with 992s. Lots of people taking off the wing. It's, it's a
0: two minute job.
2: <laughs> to it's to a two minute off. job, but, but supposedly it does make the car feel fairly unstable. I can Im- yeah, like, not, you know,
0: a, not a normal speed, though.
2: Uh, no, sort of pu- uh, over 60-odd. When when does the active rear spoiler activate on a 992 Carrera S, for example, or a Touring? It's like 70- yeah, 73 or something. I was they say that it, at those kind of speeds, it's like when you go past a truck on a windy day. You just yeah. stall a bit. I have a friend, or I, I'm sorry, I know a guy in Canada who did it, and he was like, nah, put it straight back on. It's just not nice.
0: Yeah, and when you... Like a, if you go on the autobahn or something, you really notice the wing. Yeah, obviously you don't. You haven't done it without the wing, but you really notice with a car that's got a big wing like that how stable it is relative to a car that does not have that sort yeah, of yeah.
2: hunkers sort you of down
0: thing on the back. Um,
2: yeah, I think last time I saw you, I
0: think you still had your nine nine six.
2: Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah, for sure. That was a short lived. I wouldn't say it was a love affair, actually. (laughs) I still love the 996. Like, I would have a 996 in a heartbeat. I actually think it's weirdly one of my favourite generations to look at. I obsess over 996s. I want a Turbo S. I want a GT3. I want a GT3 RS. Like, I, I want them all. Like, I love the 996. And the 40th was probably kind of like one of the best, for me, shapes. Like, the GT Silver. Like, everything about it. But, truth be told... It wasn't a dog, but that car did need a lot more work than I realised. And there was, even when we did everything, we did everything. I sent up to Vaisac, like you can, just did everything. It was still giving me issues. Uh-huh. And that was quite hard to, to, to accept. Um, and if I'm honest, it was a bit too nice on the road. I wanted it to be a, a tad more edgy. I wasn't using it enough. Yeah. You know, it was a, an occasion car. And it didn't quite reward yeah, yeah, that yeah. enough. So if I was using it every day, I probably would have loved it. But I was taking it out for the odd weekend, the odd sunny drive, and I was like, come on.
0: Yeah, that's when you edge towards the RS or exactly. GT3, et cetera, exactly. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, yeah. you've been mooching around town on your GT3 uh, the last literally,
2: literally last 10 days or so. But because I'm heading out on these trips, I just wanted to do some stuff. So I've done some filming with it anyway. And it's really been the first chance. Like, honestly, February and March... I basically haven't been here, <laughs> like, like like, my life this year has just turned out to be insane and having the chance to just go for a poodle in the GT3 hasn't really presented itself. So um, yeah, I've been been out and about on it. I, I did some filming the other day with Paul Wallace, Supercars London. Uh, it's a much better road car than people make out. Everyone slags off the 9 and two, it's too far, too, I disagree.
0: It's all, it's all relative and like where your head is on that day.
2: Yeah, and if you've just jumped out of a nine nine one, fine, maybe, but it's a GT three. Like I, I honestly, apart from that crazy cupped PDK, whatever car that I drove from Porsche UK, I've, I've really never got into a nine nine two GT three and gone. This is too much, and I'm old. I'm <laughs> like I'm old. I love a Bentley, so I would say if it was, I've never, yeah, never had that moment yet, but you know, different horses for different courses. It depends
0: yeah. where you're driving and yeah. whatever and blah, 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 But I was thinking about this today. So I was, I drove up in my E-class and that has slightly an annoying amount of tyre raw, but I think I've kind of got it in my head that actually it should just be silent. Like yeah, yeah, as in like yeah, yeah. dead silent. silent the yeah. silent that no car is, I think it should I'm be that quiet.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, would you have a new the, Range Rover yet? Yeah, I went in a new Range yeah. Rover It's quiet
0: I didn't think it was that quiet It's not
2: silent though it's or not the, silent Or their like noise cancelling thing You're like mm, Could not could cancel a bit more noise <laughs> That's it
3: It's like what do you start referencing yeah. against?
2: You know what's really quiet? The Mercedes EQS That's quiet
0: Do you want to know what's really quiet? Go on If you've got some Apple Yeah AirPods Pro Yeah Two, the new
3: ones Okay Put those No need to no, show off yeah. And then Yeah, I know <laughs> Uh, this I'm
0: is sounding at his airport twos <laughs> Pro If you put the noise cancelling on Yeah that, that is actually silent Yeah fair Which is possibly a little too silent mm. But I did that in my RS the other day And I was like oh, this is I think I'm in an S class
3: Hello
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair play well, I'll try that out So
0: where have you been? You said you've been away
2: Yeah I went everywhere mate um, It's been incredible I, I, uh, Let me think he did the ostrich trip. Went to Patagonia with with Porsche, which was a great trip. Um, uh, yeah, did you go to drive some e fuels? Yeah, did some e fuels bits. Um, I went to Italy a couple of times. Um, where else have I been? I have to look at my Instagram. Do you know? I just forget. I just. But I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. And then when I've been here, I've been changing na- nappies. So so yeah. between the two, I just haven't had a lot of time. Um, but yeah, my wife is very understanding. Where did I go between? I did something. Then I went to Chile and then I did something else. Anyway.
0: What are you, where's your stance on, the, on EVs? There's no trick question here. <laughs> um, e-fuels and sort of where transport might be in 10 years time.
2: I, I actually find it a super exciting time because I don't think there is one solution. I think there's going to be various different options or routes to go. I think pure or BEVs, battery electric vehicles, will make a lot of sense in city centres, in developed countries. I think hydrogen is going to make a lot of sense in uh, tractors, lorries, buses. I think synthetic or E is going to make a lot of sense in motorsport and historic vehicles.
1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Of course, um, I think there's so many different routes to look at. The, the thing that excites me a lot about E or Synthetic is, yes, of course, as an enthusiast it's a chance to keep a lot of historic vehicles on the road and, and keep that, preserve that history, but also an option for parts of the world that firstly are so, like light years behind us in terms of EV infrastructure or EV adoption, but also from a cost point of view, it's just almost unfathomable for these places or people to think about changing in their 400 pound yeah. Toyota Hilux that they've been running for 16 years as an essential vehicle to get them around to suddenly going, right, I'm now going to switch to an electric MG and charge it up. You know, it, that's so unrealistic where I think if synthetic e-fuels can be focused in those parts of the world, those countries where they rely on a combustion engine, that makes sense because the biggest problem with e or synthetic fuels is the scalability.
0: And then it's going to be price
2: and price, but but with all of these things, just like BEVs yeah. and hydrogen, like it will come down the more it's you know scaled up. But it's it's probably impossible for synthetics to to rep, like to fuel every single combustion engine vehicle in the world.
0: That, that's that's definitely impossible. It's
2: impossible. Um, and so that's where the switch has to continue. That like like the BEV stuff has to keep developing. And know they're talking about solid state batteries and yeah. uh, so I get confused. Is it lithium iron, and then so, is it sodium ion that they're pushing now? Anyway, so like as the battery yeah, technology develops. Yeah,
0: cathodes and anodes into a different substance. Whatever. There's a lot of... A
2: lot going on. Hydrogen combustion's coming to the forefront now with Toyota, I think. And obviously JCB are obviously doing a lot in that department too. So as we in the developed countries start switching towards new... Transport means or new technologies. I think, yeah, let's use synthetic and e fuels for parts of the world that are, are very far behind us. But we still could help to reduce emissions. That's that's kind of where I'm at. And then also for us nerds that want to go racing.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I think
0: it's an interesting one because when you look at, let's say, I think we're gonna have two problems in the UK if you're trying to keep running a combustion vehicle. But let's say you own a very cheap combustion car you've paid 400 pounds or whatever for it. You actually still spend quite a lot on fuel over the year. So over five years, you spend an awful lot on fuel. So if there are cheap EVs of which we're starting to get like an early leaf and stuff like that, which don't have much range might have like 80 miles or something, but I think they're like a couple of grand. Mm.
2: 10, 10 or 12.
0: Really? Yeah. I thought you could get down to like five.
2: I think the really depleted ones are probably at five or six, but the problem is charging capabilities, battery longevity, all that stuff there, battery life is at like 40, 45%. So what does it mean to you as a vehicle that you're going to try and use and charging times, charging cost? And also you say the fuel thing. There's a lot of people that... uh I don't know the demographics of the UK well enough, but let's pretend you're in deepest, darkest Scotland. You might have a Defender or 400-pound Volvo that you literally do five to ten miles in a week. And so maybe actually you're only filling up your 60 or 70 quid cycle like yeah. these days, 80 or 90 quid once a month maybe. Whereas to then switch to an electric vehicle, yes, you could well, go buy... But that makes no sense.
0: That makes no sense for that person... To switch. To switch. Yeah. You're just not doing the mileage. Yeah. It's a bit like... Um, I think with these classic car conversions, when someone's spending a hundred grand taking an old Mini, putting a very high voltage, high amp battery powertrain in it, and then driving around in it, you're like, "This car, you were never going to drive it that much. You're doing actually more damage than good by doing this swap." To some, on some levels, okay, okay from levels a certain point of view it's it's better um I applaud I think it's cool for people to explore all these sorts of things I think what we will have a problem with as more and more people switch to Bevs um which will happen like there's no for sure no doubt that's for sure it's just gonna happen they're gonna get cheaper whatever it's it's gonna be the for majority transport what happens to petrol stations
2: yeah yeah well
0: and I- and fuel prices
2: accordingly and money in general, you know, the the government aren't going to sit back and watch themselves lose that kind of money from fuel sales. Uh, Charging publicly is already getting more and more expensive. And as the demand for electricity as a household increases, we're already in a cost of living crisis because of energy prices. So what's going to happen when there's an even higher demand because everyone's also trying to charge their electric vehicles? Because where I live, when I had that Mercedes EQS, the charges at our, uh, house w- aren't working. So I had to go down the road to an Esso garage and I can't remember the brand of charging but it's a super fast 150 whatever plugged it in and to charge the EQS cost me 56 quid. Yeah, Which at that point I'm like well uh, from a cost point of view I might as well just be running a, an, yeah. a combustion engine vehicle. I was going to do longer miles blah blah blah. So the cost is definitely the biggest thing, but it, like China already like miles ahead of us on here. They, they've got electric vehicles for 4,000 pound equivalent and obviously Neo doing the battery swap technology as well. So like there's so much advancement to come. Like we're really still at such an early stage of BEV. So I'm with you there where it's going to get better and better and easier and easier and all of that stuff. But what happens to the existing infrastructure? What happens to the existing vehicles? What happens to, well, old Old BEVs. I know you say that it's affordable to get into a heavily used. Do you want to buy one? Yes. Different
0: question. Well, who buys? We we sort of look at. I think you probably have to separate it into different areas of the market. Who's buying? You know, because I don't
2: think many people are buying used EVs. Full stop.
0: I think at the moment, not a lot are because. Well, personally, I've I had a E two hundred eight that's just gone back on a lease. So, and I would like to have another small EV. Um, but I'm looking at the market and going there's a lot of cars and there's a lot of cars that have come off fleets there's a lot of cars that have come off leases Uh, people who have bought through a business there's this whole part of the market like all the incentives are around if you own a business or Mm -hmm. if you've got a company car if if you're a private buyer there's no incentives so I don't know who and you can't get the none of those stuff it's all first time new cars so none of those people are going to buy a secondhand ev so who's going to buy all these evs the prices are just going to have to take a hit
2: but and that's what i hear from every single dealer i speak to is that they are horrible news now used evs you cannot sell them and they just lose money hand over fist Uh, anyone that i speak to at least in the prestige um yeah card dealing world just will try not to touch an EV with a barge pole because there's such bad news on the used market. Because you're right, all the incentives are are buy new. And also, the technology moves forward so quickly. That's the other problem. You know, if you're looking at a 10-year-old Nissan Leaf or a 5-year-old whatever... We're
0: talking about like a 2-year-old Taycan.
2: Yeah, yeah, that as well. I mean, but across the board, everything moves forward. Because if you think about it, Taycans now actually one of the worst performing in terms of range, charge, all that sort of that. Okay, that's a great looking car. It's a great brand. It's a great performing car. It's one of the ones I would have, but not as an actual usable long distance EV, which is what I need. It's not bad though. Yeah, but it's 200 odd miles.
0: Yeah, and and I know for my driving, if I can get two, let's say I can get in, in winter, 200 miles, that is, that is more, That's plenty. more than enough. Fair. And if I could get a Taycan for, 50k 45k that's a that's a that's a great purchase what does that do for Porsche
2: though do Porsche want Taycans at 45 50 what are they going to do about it I don't know but you know Ferrari they wouldn't, wouldn't ends,
0: let that happen <laughs> McCann's whatever, yeah, I they, they get that though
2: yeah fair fair yeah you know you're right you're so right I think
0: do. the prices will come down they will drop over this year an amount probably possibly a reasonable amount there's been some savage figures from like January, ten yeah, percent. January ten yeah. <laughs> on like BMW iXs because they look like yeah, an interesting design. Um
2: great car though, I would to say. I hear it's really it's good. It's a great car. It's like a really, really good car. Like it if looks you, bad. But yeah, I hear it's a really good car. Yeah, really good car. Really good
0: car. But the second hand purchase, you're you're going, it's a great car, but people want quite a lot for it. It's it's it's
2: it's a, it's, it's, a re- it's a really tricky one and a fascinating one and that that's why I'm like that's why I'm excited because there's so much ahead of us there's so much change and I actually think it's as a petrol head which is a weird way to call us now because less and less petrol cars but as a car enthusiast there's so much choice like if you're trying to get a new car petrol hybrid hey yeah. diesel still exists BEVs the potential of synthetic fuels coming to save the day and you can go buy a vintage or a classic hydrogen combustion hydrogen EV like it, there's so many options that it makes the choice of another car like tantalising and you're like what do I do where do I go whereas before you're like, oh, I've just got another 3 series you know, like, yeah. so yeah, from that still point still still great. best Fantastic. yeah so family really. car. Did you get the 340i or the D? I had a 340i. 340, and did you have the one with the long screen, like the big screen? No, it was uh, pre shape,
0: yeah. pre facelift or whatever. Okay, I'll talk to you
2: about that afterwards. It's very nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do you have at the moment? As
2: your X3 daily? M40D is the is the wife's car, the family car, and then I've got the F type is my daily, but that's on the way out because my my resolution was I want a four door, Four seat something, maybe not four door, but at least four seat something, so that as baby gets older, I can go to Goodwood and we can all go together, yeah. or we can go to the South of France and I can make videos. We have to get two cars. I don't see any point in replacing the X3 with something juicier. Pause for a second. Yeah.
0: Have you travelled with your child yet? Yes. Do you see yourself travelling with the amount of stuff that you yeah. take <laughs> yeah. in, in like a nine eleven?
2: No. Obviously, what I what I meant was. <laughs> The the shorter weekend, no, the shorter yeah. day, like day trips, day, day, trip, day, day trip. trips, because yeah, obviously, it's if we're gonna have fight. to do, yeah, if we're gonna do weekends away, we need the SUV. But I half contemplated swapping the X3 for uh, an M3 Touring or something like Juicy. But the problem is, my wife doesn't want to drive anything like that. We had an RS6 for a while and she was like, I don't get it. And anyway, so she's best off in a little SUV, and she likes, she likes the, to be high height. up, she likes to be high up.
0: Yeah. I couldn't just put the seat up
2: he has tried, <laughs> um, and an R6 is a big but anyway long story short uh, if I get something juicy for like that car I'm going to want to drive that if I yeah. had an M3 Touring that's the car that I'm going to want to jump in and drive um, and then what's she going to drive she's going to be left stranded yeah. so she, there needs to be the quite boring but very effective family car of which that X3 we adore although it's not as spacious as you would hope or think. Uh, and then I want to replace the F-type with something, yeah, just a bit more, yeah, it's got four seats, got four proper seats that, that you know.
0: What is that going to be?
2: I know, but I don't want to say. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, so I went through, my kid is now 15 months old, and I went through a mad year just having a kid which, yeah uh, I was going to say So you have to say in, in car stuff as well of trying to go right what's the practical what's the perfect solution that I can go away for you, initially you're like oh we'll go away for a weekend and then you're like no nah, we're just going to take the big car
2: That's, you need so much like, space
0: also with a small kid you can't drive very fast no and I generally don't drive very fast with someone else in the car anyway but you genuinely cannot accelerate or brake fast so there's Pretty much no point other than like it looks cool. So then you need to get all your stuff in. So when I had the Lusso, I was like, oh, this is dreamy, great. And then I kind of ran into the you're the Ferrari person type thing. And I, yeah. I didn't, I, I wasn't using it. Sure. So I was like, okay, no. And then, then I got the the GTS that I've, that, that's going at the moment. Um, he was too small to go in it at okay. the moment because um, you can't go in the back yeah. until. Like like, what seat fits? That, that's the sort of
2: because you have to have a rear facing for so long and yeah,
0: boring parenting yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah. So he's he never he went in that car once, and that's gone, and though not and now I'm just like, well, we just take the E class everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it. That's why I said four doors because realistically, you're you're looking at the best option is fast saloon. Yeah. Is it, is realistic because. If you really try the oh Bentley Continental GT or Lusso or like actually until they are four or five years old, it's super yeah. unrealistic. Because you said the paraphernalia as well. Yeah. By the time you but fast saloon, um, proper boot, proper rear seats, proper space, and sometimes ability to put roof rack on as well, that's realistically the only route I think to go unless you look at yeah tourings. All. so
0: you've got an M3 Touring that's,
2: that's no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no no we've already discounted that but uh, I no, think, no. the one that interests
0: me a lot I'd be interested to know if you've driven M5 CS
2: yeah, oh no not CS I, I only hear great things and I'm sure it's spec I love M5 Competition is one of my favourite all time cars
0: it's, really
2: yeah absolutely adore it M5 Competition I think is genius car genius car I thought car. it was
0: too I thought it was too stiff
2: no Well you heard what I said About GT3 So maybe I'm the wrong person To ask Yeah but yeah That is A CS is only going to be Stiffer mate
0: No the CS is more compliant Than the competition I hear
2: No Yeah. How come
0: Because well, they've changed this suspension <laughs> No no no
2: But they, Surely they wouldn't Have made it more They wouldn't have made it Any softer It's a CS No I think it, I think it rides better
0: yeah. That doesn't mean it it's got less body control sure. and stuff. It just handles. It I think it just handles that. everything better. Yeah, but it has got those <laughs> monstrous seats in it, which are quite cool, but they are slightly annoying. Slightly annoying.
2: Yeah, but that kind of thing is, I think, actually the route that you end up having to go. I think, and
0: lots of people do. If you yeah. actually look out in the world at what people buy, you get a lot of people like myself that end up with a big wagon, a stupid wagon. Sure which is great and also stupid and then you're driving down the motorway and you're like, what am I doing? Why am I getting 25 MPG everywhere? Is that <laughs> a really good idea? <laughs> but then you put your foot down occasionally and you're like, oh, that's quite fun. It's
2: quite cool. But I think we all would love the idea of like, DB11, yeah, DBS, or you know, like 911. No put kids
0: sitting in the back of that.
2: It's just, unless you're in it, it's unrealistic and I think there's great content <laughs> <laughs> and there's great, great ideas around what is the most extreme dad car or family car, sports car that we could get. And yeah, you can make it well, but it's just, it's just not comfortable. And at that point you're giving up so much just to say, oh, well, I've got a V12. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, Fast Saloon. There's a, there's a couple of like really out there bits if you look hard. And again, I don't want to reveal too many of my cards because this is a series coming soon to YouTube.com/silvertheglass. Finding c Dad glass There we go. I, I coming can coming think to of, you in I September can think twenty-three. Of one that
0: would probably resonate with you. Um,
2: yeah, that's the obvious one.
0: Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting space and there's lots of stuff in it. And the annoying thing is, I generally like this morning going to Silverstone. GT three is parked on the drive, and the E class is there. I take the E class. Yeah, yeah. And well. We're old, mate. I, I am old. Yeah, yeah, that's we're old. The, like, in my head, I'm, I'm old.
2: Yeah, yeah. Long past those days of going, yeah, cool, let's take the Radical to Silverstone. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: Just down the M1. <laughs> yeah.
2: So easy. You know, it's, but that's fine. I'm, I'm all right with that. I did those journeys. I don't need to do them again. I drove the 4C yeah. like 3,000 miles around Europe. It was great. I loved it, but I'm not looking to do it again.
0: And if you said to me, you can go drive around Europe in a car, I would take the GT3.
2: With the family.
0: Yeah, obviously not with Exactly. Family. So that of course if you're I going to. Like, I think I'd be like, I want a camper van or something if I was going to oh, family.
2: Yeah. I would like Yeah. Yeah, fair. I'd like a I don't know what I'd like. A, like i like a Bentayga. <laughs> I just want to waft. Yeah. You just, just want to waft. Just want to waft, like. And this look cool. I'm not I'm not fussed about going fast with all the stuff in the car and the kit like, yeah. so... I'm about to move, in inverted commas, such a YouTube thing, uh, to Monaco for, for <laughs> about three or four weeks, um, which we'll look at like eight weeks online. Um, and we're taking a range of a sport, a new range of a sport. Oh, nice. Because I think it looks the bomb. It's super nice, super comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, great. Like just cruise, just chill. Um, and that, yeah, that for me is the route to go rather than I want to go and attack a colder Torini and I'm not going to do it.
0: And like, If you are doing a task that involves practical stuff, having a good a practical tool and if it and if it looks nice and does all the stuff and is nice inside which those are oh yeah, happy
2: days happy days
0: why why yeah bust your balls like
2: it's like uh, when Lewis Hamilton went on Top Gear all those years ago and Clarkson was like what you drive and he was like oh yeah like a GLS 400D or something like that you know because yeah. he's like I'm a Formula 1 driver like what I just want to cruise. I just want to walk. Yeah, I'm not like, proving anything. Not like, proving anything. Like I go fast enough at the weekend. so yeah. I think we're super, super spoiled that we've got the keys to fast stuff. So when we're not doing the let's go for a fast drive or road trip or whatever, let's just cruise. I don't need to. I don't need to be in the yeah radical every day of the week. I just don't.
0: So you're not you're not showcasing to everyone that you are a performance driver no, all, all the time. No, I'm not, You've not. got your driving I'm shoes no, on. I'm
2: not a performance driver. I'm useless. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing performance about me.
0: Pure sangue. Yes. Pure sangue. Did you drive
2: that? I did drive that. Um,
0: what was they like?
2: Uh, I've 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 sort of said few different things on this. And my mind keeps changing about it. really, 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 really good really good, but not an SUV in the sense of its performance. I felt more like it was a fast estate. Okay, it is an SUV. Like I keep fighting people on this. I will bow down and say, okay, fine, it's an SUV. But in the way it performs, handles and feels, it's like a, a fast estate. It, it feels much more planted, much closer to the ground, far less lean. It's, it's so accomplished. Um, but having said that, it's one of the very few Ferraris that until I was driving the nuts off it, I found a tiny bit boring. Yeah. You know, there's a famous thing about Ferraris that you can get in them, and even at 20 miles an hour, they give you the fizz, they give you the buzz, like something Depends exciting. Uh, maybe, but I think in general, I think in general, you sit in a Ferrari, even statically in a showroom, and yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Ferrari. Um, this was one of the very few that they they just don't seem to have quite given that, but, but their explanation is that's on purpose. You know, this is supposed to be Elegant, refined. They've perfs for me made it quite quiet, like all of these different elements. But for me, yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed until I got onto a twisty road, turned it up to ten, and I was like, "Holy, but Jesus! Like this is just ridiculous." Yeah. Um, but I, I at no point ever could I consider applaud fathom four hundred and fifty odd thousand pounds on. It's, I mean, oh. it's just it's ridiculous. It's I, just I think t- you
0: with that you kind of have to go it is what it is it's a bit like when i talk to some of these people making various resto mods and, and whatever and they they put they have a number and it, and i believe them like it is it's not like they're lying it costs a lot to do this stuff and they they have a huge price and you just go yeah like that is what it is and like someone's going to pay it or they're not going to pay it and in the case of the pure sangue they're paying it and it's basically sold out.
2: Oh, it's Ferrari. Like they can do whatever they, they like type thing. The difference for me is if I won the Euro Millions, I had 150 million deposited in my bank tomorrow, I would buy a Bugatti Chiron without even questioning it. Like without even yeah. thinking, I'd spec it to the nines, I'd pay three and a half mil. I'd be like, yeah, sure. It's a Chiron. Even with that 150 million in on the bank, I couldn't spend nearly half a million on a Pura Sangue because to me, it's not a half a million pound car. Yeah. Cuz it's an evolution of a of a Luso. Yeah, It it's is like an evolution Lusso all road. L- literally that. Literally that and therefore I can't stomach that kind of money. Like I'd have a 599 GTO and then an X3. Like do you know what I mean? like I just Or a Lusso. Or a Luso and
0: and much more cash. Yeah.
2: And an Alpina X7 or something. You know yeah. like it's, I it's that's the problem. If it if it was 250 plus options I'd kind of be like, "Wow, cool, man. But th- the price just is that sting in the tail. Where I'm like, well, realistically, why? You know what? <laughs> like, why? Because you can drive it unbelievably fast. But would you ever? Because it's a four-seater, so you're probably going to have the kid in. Okay. If-
0: so let's bring this back to, you had an RS6 for a bit. Yes. What did having an RS6... Live up to the I want an RS6 in your
2: head. No, not so. at <laughs> all. So I had it for about five but months. How quickly did
0: you come but to that conclusion?
2: Before I'd even driven it, <laughs> <laughs> I got an offer for that car before I'd unveiled it on YouTube, and I very nearly accepted it. As in, I'd had the car a week, I think, and I went. How
0: did someone know you had it?
2: Because uh, it was a unique spec. It was a green and tan car that a lot of people were bidding on. Oh, okay. And the dealership told people it sold. Um, uh, and a few people had just somehow worked it out. Um, that was a nice spec. It was a very nice spec. I couldn't stop looking at that car. Uh, unbelievable to look at. Did absolutely nothing for me. I think because of what we just were, we're talking about a second ago. I am so spoiled, dude. I get to drive the most unbelievable cars. Over and above that, I have cars that I adore. I have the three hundred and sixty. Okay, now have the GTV, but I had an F-type at the time. Like I had spicy stuff. I didn't need my daily to be spicy. And then on top of that, actually, it's heavy, it's big, it's not as exhilarating as one might think or suggest. Okay, fine, you get on the motorway and you are joining from a roundabout. You can give it large, yeah, great. But the rest of the time, you are just burbling around. And I, and I just, I was just like, and I'll be honest, I, the main thing was it was just losing money hand over fist. And I was watching that and I was like, I, I got to get this a sinking ship because yeah. I, I paid all the money for it because it was green and tans. I was like, yeah, take all my cash <laughs> <laughs> or take the bank's cash and I'll pay them back. Um, so yeah, I, if it wasn't losing money hand over fist, would I have kept it longer? Yeah, probably. Because I did like it. I didn't really like it, but I did, it was just pointless. I didn't need it. Yeah. I did not need an RS6. Um But at that time when I bought it, I was trying to change my life. I was like, spend the most money on the car that I use the most. Yeah. Like what, like that should be the car that I'm driving every day should be the really nice thing.
0: It's an interesting conundrum that.
2: And then don't worry about it because I, I borrow stuff all the time but then I had this really nice daily and I was like this is ridiculous I don't, yeah. I don't need it and I'm scared about where I park it and I don't want to curve the wheels and I'm worried that someone's going to nick it and it's way too ostentatious so I was like right get rid of this have nice stuff at the weekend that I can hide away and drive around an incognito X3 <laughs>
0: yeah I think one of the cars like if I was to drive around town I occasionally if I'm going to meet someone or whatever I might take a nice car but the rest of the time, I'm in my E208, which is now gone, and like I love it, because yeah. I just park it up, and I walk away, and I'm not worried about yeah. it, and like, it doesn't make any noise.
2: We live in a major city. like you, you genuinely have to think about crime. like It's an actual thing, and if you're parking up anywhere in a super, super nice car, and a super flashy car, there's a genuine thought that, okay, yes, it could get nicked, but it could get keyed, a window could get smashed, like... Like, there are a million things, and also people drive like idiots in this city. Like, I've had the 4C reversed into by a delivery van. I've had my Abarth rear window smashed into. I've had a wing mirror nicked from the X3. Like, we live in a major city. Like it's unrealistic to just be like, you're yeah, cool. I'll just leave my 488 slammed on, yeah, on the road. street.
0: Yeah. 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 My one seven seven parked on the street. <laughs> people do it. People do it. Go to Knightsbridge. That square in London. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, uh, we are actually running out of time. I know. I was just
2: rudely um, checking my phone, but uh, I know well, yeah, I, that's yeah. why I was on my phone. Cause yeah, I was yeah, like, okay, when did we okay, say,
0: yeah. when, when <laughs> did we say, we had to end this? um, yeah, I agree. And I, I I feel very similar about my E63 like the more I drive it now I really like it Yeah. yeah. but there's a huge part of me that's like what is the point
2: could you be as happy in an E400D probably not most of the (laughs) the time and I think the ride it would be quieter so they would tick that box and
0: the ride quality would be better and like it would just cost less
2: money it just wouldn't give you the same
0: it wouldn't have the same
2: that was my summary on M3 Touring my summer, like like, I would save the thirty grand and get the M three forty i, but it would never give me the same. No, pizzazz, never, no. and that's the problem. That's you know,
0: and that's that's this this annoying bit between. It's got most of the stuff. So I my M three forty i touring was really good. I, I wanted I then wanted a bigger car. Mm. So that was you, you can't you can't change that fact about it. But it was just a really bloody good car. But it was not an M three. And if yeah. you drive an M3 and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is an M3. And like, there's a lot about this that is more fun to drive, but also that make it w- worse as a daily driver. So like, I <laughs> keep coming back to like, my daily just needs to be chilled and easy. And I need to not care about it yeah. too much. But just look, look, good. Hairy, look, 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 look good. Tank, like they look, they look nice.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, I say the X3, it's so dull as dishwater and everywhere, but the spec I'm really happy with. And I, Every time I get in that car, I go, God, I love this thing. It's just so good. It's so nondescript, but it's just brilliant. It does everything I ask of it. And I'm like, it's brilliant. I'll have these forever. I'm just like, okay, it needs more space, but it is brilliant. And uh, I'm much happier in that situation than I was with the RS6. One million percent.
0: And then if you're like, I've got to get in, whatever, drive 10 hours somewhere to go drive something cool. I'm not going to spend like two, three hundred pounds of fuel like just for the sake of yeah. it you know just for fun yeah. sitting on a motorway
2: I do take the F-type most of the time so that is about nine MPG <laughs> but as a, that, that's going so yeah.
0: um, right let's, let's, let's start start to wrap this up sure uh, you're going to have to come up with like one second answers for some of these go uh, end of the F-type yes it's a shame isn't it
2: disaster awful I really want... Which F-Type do you have at the moment? The newest, the last one, the last two R, not Which the Which version? Uh, the R, the 575, all-wheel okay. drive coupe. I
0: went and test drove the, the V, the sort of like base V8. The, it, the p The P450. The rear-wheel drive
2: one. The rear-wheel yeah. drive? Yeah, sweet spot.
0: I drove that and was like, that is what I would have. And, and like, I still in the back of my mind, want
2: one. Two things, tune, easiest tune in the world. You get it up to, 550, like if you need it, and pull out the active exhaust fuse. You've got the old F-type sound done. Amazing car. I'm, I actually don't want to sell it. I just need to sell it. Do you know what I mean? I've got three two-seater sports cars. Yeah. I've owned F-types now for 15 years. I've got a GT3 and a 360. I can always get another yeah. F-type further down the line. I, anyway, so, but I genuinely love it. And I've put 10,000 miles on it in less than a year. And it's, they're amazing. They're amazing cars. Really nice. Like, they're just really nice. So nice, mate. So nice.
0: Right. If you can only drive one car for the rest of your life and you've got a thousand pounds on something else, you don't have to necessarily say what that is. So you've got, a, you could have a super cheap practical family car.
2: Well, it, I will stay true to myself and my audience Ferrari 360 challenge for Dali. Done. Done.
0: Manual I know, conversion? I don't.
2: No, nah, no. Nah, F1 box.
0: Fair play. Bear, most undervalued car at the moment.
2: Undervalued? Nothing mm, Jaguar XE Project 8. Oh, interesting.
0: Mm. interesting. What do they cost?
2: Uh, <laughs> people ask around 110, 115. True values around 90. Uh, yeah. And there are some that trade at that. But
0: I think that's a cool car. I think
2: that will creep back up towards 170, 180 kind of list price ish. I think. Anyway, there
3: aren't
0: that many, are there? No, they made less than they claimed as well. Most interesting car to you at the moment.
2: Uh, some of the electric stuff. I love that Hyundai Ioniq Six, the really slopey looking yeah. one. Super keen, cool thing.
0: I I am really enjoying cars from those brands.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the Hyundai stuff. And then, um, yeah. Then no, let's go with that for now.
0: Five car garage. Oh Don't bloody hell. value. Uh,
2: 250 short wheelbase. Challenge to Dali. Um. Oh, because we're trying to be quick here. McLaren P1. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: not one that's been flooded uh, uh,
2: Bentley Pentaga not one that's <laughs> been flooded Bentley Pentaga and nah oh, some I didn't try and work out which Porsche let's just go because we're weird 996 GT3 RS just because I'm feeling I'm they feeling fruity Sort was sort of unbe- like stupidly like, in like un- a year unnecessarily
0: I think people are just making it up
2: yeah it's a joke because <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about it when, let's rip him off because yeah. that was one of the ones I was like yeah, I cool think game. that's a good buy. Yeah, yeah. and the, I, they were I like, like the first off
0: twenty or whatever. Yeah, I was like,
2: I think that's. Yeah, that's I love the first raw, off of cool. anything. It's a big reason why, I like Stradale. So the f- like, and that's the first three. I read. like. So yeah, that weird. F- I'll, I would review that five cars, but let's just go with it.
0: Yeah, sweet. Well, thanks very much. Oh, for that's it. On. Okay,
2: cool. I could have, I could have taken more time, but anyway, <laughs> No, I thought I, th- I know we yeah, got yeah. got yeah, off yeah, we got to cut off. No, thank you very much.
0: Place to go, people to see, whatever.
3: Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me back.